Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Latin America Review. And today we're going to be talking about Peru and the ongoing mobilizations to defeat the coup regime there. It was January 4th, if I'm not mistaken, where they began a, a general strike, January 4th of this year, general strike against the coup in Peru. But now, um, you know, nearing towards the end of March, is there still momentum behind this movement? Is there still uh, a movement to defeat the coup? And to talk about this, we'll talk, we're with our friend Claudia from Black Alliance for Peace. How's it going, Claudia? And, you know, obviously, these uh, it's been quite an unprecedented level of mobilization in Peru ever since the beginning of 2023. And is, is there still... Um, you know, a level of, of movement, a level of, of, of strikes that, you know, roadblocks that there were across the country in January. Is, is, there, is that still going so much, you know, three months later, um, they're, they're in Peru? Hey, Sally. Um, thanks for having me on again. Um, so, yeah, actually, just yesterday was 100 days of dictatorship and there was major there were major mobilizations throughout um, not just the city of Lima, but throughout the country. Um, yeah, we've, we've definitely seen every day still, um, particularly in the South, uh, I would say probably where the strike is felt the strongest is in Puno, even even 100 days later, three months into the strike, um, or really two months into the strike, two and a half months. But, um, but yeah, since um, oh, December 11th, um, there's been at least a full uh, bloqueo of any commerce going through um, Puno, specifically um, this area that, go that connects to Brazil. Um, so we definitely still are, are feeling the mobilizations, the strikes, uh, the bloqueos, everything. Um, and you probably feel it more outside of Lima. Um, Lima, I think... Um, well, although now with the with um, the Waikos, the mudslides, um, because it's cyclone season right now, the north of Peru, parts a lot of parts of Lima too, um, particularly close to Rio Rimac, um, have been um, inundated, flooded, and and one of the major things that you see here um, is that of course the coup regime doesn't have any money for for aid. They they've come out, uh, you know, Morata has come out and, um, and said there's just no money in the budget um but of course you know you see that they still buy uh ammunition and lethal weaponry um to repress the protests but um what you do see now a lot is a lot of the delegations that came up to lima from the south going up to, to the north going to the parts that are you know hit the hardest by the white coast and and providing solidarity right and and showing up for for their people um so i think even people in the north uh, in the northern regions that weren't necessarily supportive of the protests at first, I think are seeing, you know, that if it's a political crisis, if it's a natural disaster, the state isn't going to be there to help you, right? This coup regime is not there to help the people. Um, it's there to ensure that there's another 30 years of neoliberal rule under those, you know, contratos de ley. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the floods. Has Is the government open that this could distract a bit, maybe, the, um, you know, ordinary people from... The issue of the coup, uh, the floods that have devastated large areas of the country, and what's been the the response of of the government to these to these floods? Yeah, well, I mean, 
um, like I was saying before, there's the, I think a lot of the people um, that are directly hit by these floods, by these lycos, um, have seen that there's just no presence from the state um, whatsoever, whether it's, you know, the, the, even from the executive level down to the municipality level, um, there's just no support from, from the state. Um, so what you see a lot is just, you know, people, um, helping each other out, neighbors, donate, uh, donations, uh, coming in, um, just from like people's individual TikToks, right? Um, people are really, really left alone here. And I think definitely the Karujima is hoping that this will, um, you know, deflect from, from the protest, but I think that it, in, on the contrary, it seems that, you know, people are realizing that whatever kind of crisis is facing Peruvian society, that, you know, this regime is not going to help out the people. Yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, one of the big demands has been around early elections, people, you know, wanting elections as soon as possible because it's not an elected government currently. And there's been a lot of attempts by some of the left wood in Congress to make it happen. It seems like it's not going to happen. Um, but I mean, what do you think about this demand, like about elections this year? Um, is that is that one of the main demands of the of the movement? And and is it is it is it possible? Do you think? Well, so I think the um, early early elections. It's it's tough to say, right? I think that um, depending on who you ask, people are asking for for a new. Hello, I think uh, we've uh, Claudia just dipped out for a second. There, we're gonna try and reconnect. One moment, she is in Lima, in Peru, right now. Actually, Hi, Claudia, are you back? Uh, Liberty. Oh, I'm not, was I not there before? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is out. Is okay. Right? Um, yeah. So um, I think probably the biggest demand, even if it's not necessarily what's what's out there, is um, or as publicized is the restitution of um, our, our president, right? So um, one of the main things is, uh, or that people are saying, right, is that this, this is an illegal um, impeachment. Um, they never received 104 votes, which under the 1930 Constitution requires um, 104 votes for uh, vacancia, for an impeachment. Um, they, they did not get to that level. Um, I think it's also stipulated that there has to be a certain amount of debate time and that the um, uh, lawyers have to be present. So a lot of uh, multiple things that didn't happen um, according to the constitution, um, which is why people and um, even Castillo's uh, international legal team has, has said that, right? That this was an illegal impeachment. And in fact, he, he remains the legal president of um, Peru. Um, whether, whether new elections will happen, um, this year is, is, is hard to say, but I think that, yeah, the, the main demand really is, is the restitution of our president because many people here feel that this is just a, uh, you know, a slap in the face to anything that's remotely democratic, right? The people voted and in, outside of Lima, particularly in, in, the outer regions overwhelmingly voted for Castillo, right? Someone that they consider to be of similar origins, right? They see him, or they see themselves in him, right? Um, and they see the same uh, contempt that the right wing and the oligarchy had against 
Castillo as they do now to the people that are in, on the ground, that are in streets, right? They, without evidence, call everyone a terrorist, um, which, you know, is also illegal. Um, and and we'll, we'll dox people online, you know. Um, so yeah, there, there's there's a lot that's that's happening here on the ground. Um, and even if it's not necessarily what the media is portraying is is happening, uh, the main demand definitely is the restitution of, of our democracy. And also the con uh, constituent assembly, right? Because um, I think that this is, and it's clear now, right, um, that this is a much deeper issue than just this one election. We've had seven presidents in the past six years. Um, this has been a continuous permanent coup from the right-wing Congress um, that is able to use their 93 constitution um, to, to wield power, you know, at the behest of, of the oligarchy, but also, you know, U.S. and Western uh, corporate interests. Yeah, and I mean, I guess one problem of elections is that currently, if you look at the uh, parties in Congress, currently there's um, not many great options for, for the movement. The movement doesn't necessarily uh, identify strongly with one particular party that has seats in Congress. So, you know, I guess the challenge would be, can there be a political articulation out of this past right. few, like this unprecedented level of, of mobilization and strikes and protests um, so that when elections do come around, there's uh, some, there's an option that at least the majority of people that have been taking part in this historic moment can, can identify with. Do you think, do you think that's possible? Yeah, I, um, I do think that's possible. I think that's something that is, is uh, consolidating right now on the ground. Um, right. So a lot of there, there's, there's multiple, um, councils that have come out of this struggle um, that, uh, in an attempt to coordinate between the 25 different regions um, and and really build unity, right? Because like you said, we don't have a political instrument that would get us a new election um, and, and, and empower someone that actually the people on the ground would feel represented by. Uh, right now, any of the political parties are, you know, seen as useless. Um, so I think that that's something that's currently taking shape and, and consolidating. Um, but that's the hope, right? That's that's. I think that's something that most people here see on the ground. It was, it was a rough wake up call. You know, I think a lot of people realize that we should have been organizing years ago. Um, and not wait until, you know, um, the president was already uh, vacated um, and, and, you know, charged. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that this, that's something that we're seeing on the ground happening right now. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, you know, a lot of people will have, you know, remembered the, the election of Pedro Castillo and him as a candidate of Pedro Libre. Um, is, I mean, is that still an option for people? How, how have they played a role in this in this moment, um, this past few months? And do you think that they, they'll still be around uh, a next so, opportunity? Yeah, well, um, so Pedro Libre has had, had multiple um, factions within it, and I think that they've just come undone in the past couple of months. Um, and I think also 
because there's just so much uh, feeling of betrayal on the ground that really no one on the on the ground wants anything to do with the party. Um, or, or if so, that I think that there has to be some sort of open dialogue in terms of you know what did happen um, and and why some of the Congress members also voted for for the vacancies during impeachment. Um, so I don't I don't necessarily think that that is a viable option. Um, one that I think a lot of people here would feel comfortable with. Um, I think if anything, they're, they're saying you know it's, it, it is harder work to to build a new party to to build consensus among people on the ground right now. But that's you know the heavy lifting that I think most people are realizing that has to happen. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Claudia, for for joining us for for this update um, and about this extraordinary past few months in Peru and the the longevity as well. I think of this of these mobilizations going past just a, a few weeks. I think has been uh, the you know the most surprising thing, especially looking out from from outside. So thank you so much, Claudia, and um, I know you you've done some uh, you, you've been doing reporting as well from. From there in Peru, in in Lima and, and and elsewhere. So where where can people find out more from from what you're doing there? Uh, well, I do uh, just about weekly updates on Black Agenda Report, so you can catch my reports there um, every Wednesday. Um, I also organize with Black uh, Alliance for Peace. Anything that I publish, they they republish. Um, and this coming, actually in a couple of weeks, we'll be launching uh, a new campaign, a zone of peace campaign throughout the Americas, Nuestras Americas. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much. Claudia from Black Alliance for Peace uh, speaking to us there from Peru and to uh, you know, update us what was going on there. And so make sure to catch us next week for more Latin America review. Thanks.